welcome to the Unveiling Podcast. We're your hosts, Connie Jones and Andrew Prowant, and we are passionate about ministering to Christ followers and to those who are curious about having a real and authentic relationship with God, but have avoided or moved away from Christianity and religion because they were put off by the messages they've received and preconceived notions that they have about both. And it's our mission to partner with the Holy Spirit in releasing truth that unveils anything that prevents us from experiencing God's presence, power, and purpose at the depth and clarity that He intended us to. We invite you to subscribe to the Unveiling Podcast and tell your friends and loved ones. Check out the other episodes that are now available at iTunes and Spotify. Welcome to the Unveiling Podcast, Episode 14. We're your hosts, Connie Jones and Andrew Prowant, and we're just starting today out of the gate in a different way. Yeah. So we're just going to ask a powerful question. Do you know your divine calling? Mm. You know, what comes to mind when we ask that? You know, when you think about that question, what does that even mean? Mm. Yeah. Our divine calling. And sounds pretty important to yeah. me when I think when I read it uh, you know, or when I hear it. And uh, but, you know, I we and it, it's probably used. It's probably used a lot. It's probably, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things that we hear a lot. And then do we really know what it means? Yeah. So uh, we're, we're going to dig into that today because yeah. it's in a chapter in chapter four of four. Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And this discusses what our divine calling is. Talks exactly and, about what it is. And it's probably not what you think. Yeah. You might think about your purpose. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there is an element of that. Yeah. To our divine calling, but it doesn't start with that. That's right. And so what it really starts with is to know who we are and to know whose we are, Mm. um, to be in that deep, intimate, personal relationship with God, our father and our creator. He's Mm. our daddy. You know, Mm -hmm. he's the original, he's our, he's the one who created us. He knows us best. That's right. Um, and also it's about being in fellowship with one another. Mm. You know, it's interesting as I think about divine calling, like, and it sounds so simple when you say knowing who we are and whose we are and to be an intimate personal relationship with him. Like, it sounds so simple. It sounds like, Oh, is that it? I mean, mm-hmm. divine calling that isn't much more than that, but like that is the most important piece. And, you know, and, and we can't have any of the other, we can't know our purpose. We can't live in our purpose. We can't do any of it if we don't know Mm -hmm. who we are and whose we are. So that is at the foundation of everything. And to do that, to actually live like that, to live out our divine calling, we've got to really reflect on his word and on what we believe that opposes the truth of the word. And how we're living without, you know, judgment and condemnation. That's not what we're about here. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about judgment and condemnation. Yeah. But what needs to change or grow in our life. So what are the state of our attitudes and our reactions? What are the state of our relationships? And how yeah. is all that impacted when we begin to know who we are and whose we are. Yeah. And there are some words I want to throw out there because a lot of the theme of this whole book of Ephesians and especially yeah. chapter four is about walking together. It's mm-hmm. about safety. It's about the word shalom, which is a completeness and a wholeness. It's about harmony. Mm-hmm. It's about cohesion and unity. And, and this main word, Ehad, and I know we 
we've said it before, but it's about, that's the word in Hebrew for unity, but it's a unity within diversity. So, um, and I want to just throw in today, you know, because to, this whole season is, is really God ordained and it's a season for us to be in reflection and in repentance and into this coming into wholeness, coming into a more complete um, person in our identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and today, you know, it's very timely because today is Yom Kippur. Mm -hmm. It actually, yeah, the mm -hmm. Day of Atonement, the holiest day of the year that is celebrated by Jewish people all over the world. And our roots start started there. Mm -hmm. You know, these are these are our faith is rooted in that. And so we need to, yes, recognize that we are believers in Yeshua or Jesus as our Messiah, the one who was the final sacrifice. Mm. Um, but there is spiritual relevance of what this season and Yom Kippur stands for that's relevant for us all today. And it's kind of interesting because as I researched this a little bit and listened to a couple of my mentors, what I found out was that, you know, Jewish leaders of that day, back in, in the day that the, the book was written, is that they believed that God's realm was outside of time. Mm. So that the past, the present, and the future all existed on the same plane. And mm. we know that scripture actually teaches that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. So that alludes to that very belief of the Hebrew writers. So, you know, whether we recognize Jesus was slain, you know, in the 2000, you know, 2000 years ago, or whether, whether they believe that he hasn't actually come, come to die yet, right. there's an element of there is a need for us all to be cleansed and healed and forgiven mm. for our sins. And so either way, so it's like leading up to this Yom Kippur, which actually started yesterday evening, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of cool because they do, they believe, you know, that the beginning of the so day yeah. be begins in the evening. And that's the way scripture starts. You know, it, this is the day that the Lord has made. made and it starts in the evening and then the the next day. So anyway, um, we don't have time to go down that path right now, but the fact is that he, you know, leading up, it's the time for us all to reflect, come and into repent. a, come mm -hmm. to, yeah, come into agreement with what he's done. Yeah. And, and well, in, and to acknowledge that he has already cleansed us yes. from, you know, what he's cleansed us from and mm -hmm. then to, to come into agreement with what he's already done so that we can, begin to change the way we, and that's that whole word, repent, begin to yes. turn away from and turn to, you know, turn away from what is not aligned mm. with his truth and what it, you know, that we, that, that he, we, that we're holding on to that he's already cleansed us from, or that um, the ways that we're behaving, we're acting, um, the choices that we're making, the things that we're thinking, mm. what are those things that we need to turn away from and the, and the truth that we need to turn towards. And yes. so the word atone means, um, that he has covered our sins so that we can reconnect in harmony with him, with our original self and with others. And so it's just, it's a beautiful opportunity for more transformation and maturity in, in the Lord. And it's vital that we take this time, well, actually that we take any time to reflect on what needs to change in mm. our life. 
um, and, and what isn't, what isn't in alignment with him and his truth. Um, so that we, and with his harmony, so that we can enter into calling and purpose for the whole world is waiting yes. on that for the sons of God to arise for the repairing of the yes. world. And it's the, the, yeah, it's a time for us to focus on maturing in the Lord, really, mm-hmm. right? Becoming one, becoming one in, mm-hmm. in Christ. And, you know, Paul spends so much time in this chapter talking about this because we're meant to be a dwelling place His for habitation. The, yeah. Which is what we, that was our last podcast. We were talking about being a holy habitation for him. Um, and, and, and this, it's all through Ephesians that there's mm-hmm. that, that dwelling place that we are to be one body that we are, you know, to have, to be a habitation for him, but we have to align with him in order to do that. Um, and so let's, um, as we read, um, I'm going to just actually read Ephesians four, um, one through five, um, in the, um, the passion translation. And while I'm pulling that up, um, let's, um, Let's see what we got here. Um, because I had it. Hold on just a second. Let me pull this up. Ephesians 1. Yeah, so we just Ephesians encourage 4. you all to take advantage of this to, season. Yeah, um, you know, the season for transformation. Absolutely. Um, that, that's, that, that it's so, such an important time. It's a holy time. It's yeah. a holy yeah. time in our lives. Um, okay, so... Um, starting Ephesians four, this, I'm going to read out of the passion translation, uh, starting in verse one, it says, as a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank given to you in your divine calling with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially toward those who may try your patience. Verse three, be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being one body and one spirit as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. Verse five, for the Lord God is one and so are we, for we share in one faith, one baptism and one father. And he is the perfect father who leads us all, works through us all and lives in us all. There's that dwelling place, that Mm. habitation of God. And so yeah. let's just start picking that apart. Yeah, so verse yeah. one. So it's, it's yeah. yeah. And when he says, I plead with you, you know, there's another version that says, I exhort you. Mm. And that, you know, exhort or exhortation means that we should be encouraging to each other, yeah. inviting each other into that into divine calling, calling, right? right? Of, yeah. of unity. And I don't know but about you, but it says to also walk holy. And I remember mm. back in my early days, you know, just oh. as a Christian, I was like, well, what, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I'm like, gosh, what does it mean to be holy? How can you I actually be holy? Be yeah. yeah. How, can you, how can you actually be holy? And we know that part of that word means to be set apart, but you know, people to people who are, have a religious mindset more than a relational mindset, walking mm. holy does mean perfect or it's almost like the performance trap again yeah you know actually you know we can fall into that trap if we believe it's all about what we're called to do instead of who we're called to be in unity mm-hmm. yeah with one another 
Um, but it actually says here that you walk holy. It's a becoming, when I really studied that out, it was like this becoming beautiful. It's highly valuable. Walk how you are becoming beautiful um, as you would, you know, as you walk in your calling. It's a way like that you know you're becoming, you're like the original design. Mm. So think about that, you guys, for just a second. Man, that is a beautiful visual. I want you to just visualize and embody that. Mm. If you could walk holy, you could walk as though you are becoming beautiful, as you are in your fullness, as you were created to be, when you know how beautiful, yeah. how loved, how valuable you are. Think about the difference in that. Mm. Go ahead, Andrew. I didn't mean well, no, I was just, that's, yeah. it's kind of interesting you brought that up because that, when, as you were saying that, I thought about a, a child, like mm. when children are growing and developing, do we, yeah, you know, they're going to make mistakes and do they, are there natural consequences? Well, yeah, but as a parent or as a one who loves our children, we want to see them grow into the best version of themselves. Absolutely. We want to see them be successful and have confidence more than anything, you yep. know, just have confidence about who they are to be um, comfortable in the skin that they're in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, you know, if we see our, you know, how loved we are, if we really believed how loved we were, how valued and divinely called we are, yeah. we would, then we can start to understand our authority in Christ mm. and actually live set apart. Mm. Yes, because that's another um, meaning of, of, of a whole or a thing that's usually talked about in relation to holiness is set apart. Yeah. Yeah. And so or do we really live yeah. that way? We do need we, those qualities. Right. Yeah. We need but the, do we, we embody them? We need the qualities and the characteristics of, I think it says later, we're going to talk about that, but just being humble yeah. and being gentle, being even with ourselves. Yes. Yes. Um, but anyway. No, so. that's, and that is, that's verse two. That's exactly yeah. where verse two goes. And then verse three goes into guarding the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you mm -hmm. in the bonds mm -hmm. of peace. That is such beautiful poetry yeah, in is. the bonds of peace, being one body mm -hmm. and one spirit, as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. And the word peace there, Andrew referred to this earlier, means shalom. Um, it's not just a lack of fear and stress. Mm. It's safety. It's wholeness. It's total well-being. And here that verse says, walk in the bonds of wholeness. The bond is a cohesiveness. It's a walking in unity within diversion where there's the ehad again. Yeah. So not just lack of fear and stress. It's safety. It's wholeness. We sell God short. He wants us to know how mm. safe, how whole, how well we are, how beautiful we are becoming, how valuable, all of those things yeah. so that we can walk in unity, <laughs> we can walk in gentleness, and we can walk in alignment with who he created us to be. Yeah, you know, it's so easy for us to sit here and talk about this, but the reality is sometimes we're, we question whether it's possible. Yeah. Right. When we look at, well, especially what's going on today. Yeah. When we're, we look at everything that's going on in our nation and our world, it's like, wow, could this really be possible? And these things are all happening. All the things that are happening in our world are symptoms that's of right. deeper problems. That's it. 
And, you know, God has the solutions and we are powerful to walk in them and to have wisdom to apply them, yeah. you know, um, but the enemy's all about this control and manipulation and disunity and punishment, mm. which are all that fear driven yeah. place that yeah. you were talking about. That's not shalom. That's, that's chaos. Right. That's right. And that's God, raw. it's the raw. As yeah. In, in the Hebrew. Yeah. yeah. It's not the, the word raw means evil. It's often translated as that, but it actually means chaos. It means disunity, dysfunction. And there's mm. obviously different, you know, measurements of that from mild to severe. But um, the enemy is all about driving mm. this punishment, disunity, you know, manipulation, control, where God is about driving freedom, wow. transparency, connection, and discipline, which is has the word discipleship. You know, di discipleship has the word dip discipline in it. Yeah. Which is love. That's love driven. Love -driven. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, the enemy is so good, isn't it? I mean, he thinks he's so good. He thinks he, but everything he does is fear driven. Mm -hmm. Everything he, he creates incites fear in us. And then we can't see it when God, yeah. and he causes us to even fear God and question God. When we are in fear, trusting God, when, when God wants nothing but freedom, and transparency yeah. and connection and all the beautiful things. But we lose hope a lot when we're discouraged with one another and with what's going on. And we lose just like what's going on today. We lose the cohesion and unity mm -hmm. um, that we have. But we have been called to keep yes. our hope on. We've yeah. been called to be encouraged in our faith. Yes. And we have to choose that. We have to do that willingly and um, and make a willful choice. It's not just going to happen for us. We have to choose it. Well, and because we've got a lot fighting for it. Right. Or the other. And what it says here in Ephesians is how we do that. Yep. You know, how we actually stay cohesive and stay in unity and stay encouraged and stay in hope is by being humble, mm. being gentle with one another, you know, um, long suffering. That's right. You yeah. know, bearing with one another and love to be able to walk in this bond, a peace. It's a creating this bond. When we're bonded together, it's, it's become, it is becoming mm. one. It's that soul tie. Mm. It's, you know, but it's a healthy, it's a healthy godly one. Soul tie. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful. And it really is a reflection of being of, of God's oneness. Yeah. It makes me think of, um, atoms and um you know like yeah. electrons and protons and all the mo you know and molecules and how all the things are attracted to each other and when they're in cohesion when they're cohesive and they are you know in um in unity and harmony they can make this beautiful yeah. this beautiful substance but when they're not they you know they're yeah. out there by themselves in separation and all that but so let's move on to verse five for the for the lord god is one what they were referring to here is that they were referring to the shama to, to, to the prayer that they prayed every day, three times a day. This is the Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew people. Uh, and Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 says it, um, the, it was a prayer, was a reminder for them every day that the Lord is their God and that they are going to love him with everything in them. And then it, you know, just keeps going on from there. And basically what it did is it centered them. It grounded them. It, it wired into mm. them the truth of who God is to them and in them. And it refers to make it written on your heart. So it's in, in a sense, it's 
branding it on their heart. It's branding it in them, God's love for them, and that they are, they are, um, he loves them and they are to love him with everything mm-hmm. in them. And it's this beautiful. is, yeah, it's so beautiful. And this is something that we talk about a lot. That is not to just know it in our head, That's but it. to feel it, feel the truth. That's right. It's not, it's not good enough. I hate to say that word. No, it's not, yeah. it's not going to take you to the place you want to go or be and who you want to be if you don't feel the truth, That's because right. we ha- we feel what we, I mean, we own what we feel. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's this, that, you know, talking through this verse and verse six, it's just, he wants to lead us all. He's working through us all, lives in us all. It's important. It's important for us to know his whole, complete, perfect, unfailing love and feel it. Mm. And, and not, yeah, and not an experience. And it's yeah. that part of that, this whole thing mm-hmm. takes us this going back to the, to what day it is, is John Kippur. It takes some self-reflection, mm. not in judgment, but in curiosity And it takes some uh, willingness to look at places and beliefs and strongholds and lies that are not, you know, meant to be there and have create a stronghold in him. They're out of place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. They don't go. Yeah. They do not go. Well, and then, okay. So we start from that place. Then we start to move into grace to grace gifts in verse seven. And it says, um, he has, he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. And our yeah. worth is defined by his gift, not by a reward for our behavior. It is a supernatural grace gift. We don't yeah. have to do anything to earn it. It is already ours because yeah. it is supernaturally given to us in grace. And our, yeah. as we'll see when we're talking through this or you're reading through this, it's not the gift is given to us for other people. Mm-hmm. It's not given to us for us. For it's us, given right. to us for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's, that's a whole, we could talk. Oh my gosh. gosh. A whole, yeah. we could talk about a whole, spiritual gifts. Yeah. Grace a couple gifts. sessions on that for one. Sure. Um, but it says in verse eight, he ascended into the heavenly heights, taking his many captured ones with him and gifts were given to men. In other words, in the resurrection, he took captivity captive. I love that part. He rescued us from our captivity in performance and other bondages in order to begin restoration and fulfillment of all things God intended and created for us. Our identity, again, our identity and our purpose is in that. And fulfillment, mm. and it's interesting because in that verse, it talks about this in verse 8 and 10, is the word shalom. That Jesus, mm. that he might shalom all things. Mm. Yes. He might shalom all things. So Bring beautiful. it to completeness. Restore and repair it all. Mm. So. Such peace there. Yeah. yeah. So in verse um, verse 11, 11, it just says he appointed some. We all know. We've all read yeah. this. He appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors, some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. So these grace ministries will function until all until we all attain oneness into the faith, 
until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect Mm -hmm. man with the full dimension of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. Yes. So it's amazing. I mean, this whole, you know, I know a lot of this, this gets so um, taken out of context a lot of times. It can be very controversial about these verses, but what we need to know is that we don't need to, they're meant for us to grow and to have a foundation to build the body of Christ. And we're not to strive in them mm. and we're not to try to force them. That's right. Um, we're to receive the gifts that he's given us in the measure that he's given them. And he will, as, as we steward them, there more comes, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, but it's for us to become mature mature in him, that word that we use perfect, become perfectly mature. Um, But it's each expression of his gift. Yeah. To equip us. And it's to equip us in the calling. Also, once we're in unity and we got that, we got that, um, or we're working toward that, then we do have a purpose and we do have something how we outwork this in our everyday life. But it's after we become, it's our, our, our purpose our understanding of our purpose and how to live that out is comes after we understand our divine calling, which is to know who we are and whose we are in him and to become one. And then the purpose of the ministry gifts is to present everyone on part and in oneness of faith, believing exactly what Jesus believes and knowing accurately what Jesus knows concerning us. So it's bringing everybody into the realization of the fullness Mm -hmm. of the measure of Christ in us. Yeah. So we're each anointed. And we encourage you all to discover your gifts. Yes. You know, there's assessments out there that you can take to discover what your gifts are um, and, and get with spiritual leaders and mentors to to discuss this. And, Absolutely. Um, and we do a lot of that, you know, in our, in our practices our practice, uh-huh. to yep. help people in coaching, yes. spiritual coaching. So um, it's really important. Everybody has a gift and they may not be one of the what we call the fivefold ministry, yeah. but everybody has a gift. Everybody has a calling in that. And um, it's, it's really important to know, to know who you are, but so anyway, that you can be developed in spiritual yeah. maturity and, and, and abundance. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And when we, it, otherwise what we're going to skip down to verse 14, yeah. which says that we should no longer be offspring tossed and, you know, shaken, disturbed, confused to, we shouldn't be tossed to and fro carried mm. away or, or just actually that word carried away means to dislocate. Mm. We shouldn't be dislocated and act in a strange or insane way. That's or in, that's, or out of alignment with. Right. Him. That's, that's yeah. what God, what that's what the enemy's trying to do is to take us off ta- off, not off of balance, um, off of the truth of who we are. And we not, we're not just to follow any school of thought. That's you right. know, in other words, we need to be on guard about who is discipling us and training our thought processes. Mm. Um, yeah, because yeah. we're either going to be under the influence of the truth or we're going to be under the influence of lies. Right. Yes. And we do need to be in that close contact with the Lord so that we're not deceived and that we are supernaturally transformed. And I just want to share real quick. Yeah. I know we're about out of time, but on Sunday I had this revelation in church that you know, we hear a lot about the the shedding of the vaccine and, um, you know, how you can pick that up. And and it's not about that, whether you're vaccinated or not. That's such a big, you know, 
division right now. So I don't want to make it at all about that because it's not. Um, But there is, you know, some science going around that that the COVID vaccine sheds and it can impact those that haven't been vaccinated. Um, So this isn't a plug for or against that. But what I wanted to point out is what God revealed to me is that, Mm. you know, viruses we know for sure shed, right? And they pass along. Mm -hmm. Viruses are contagious. But how much more when we're in, in close contact, but how much more the spiritual over the scientific that when we spend time in his presence, yes. that his DNA passes along to us, yes. that we are will be influenced by the kingdom of God instead of the world, you know, that we'll be in and, and it just ch- changes us. We'll be influenced by the kingdom. If we're not in close contact with him, we're influenced by the world right. and by Satan who rules over it rather than his kingdom. Mm. So we need God's shedding presence yes. <laughs> that makes us actually immune to fear. That's it. it makes us immune to disunity. It makes us immune to shame. Get that visual picture. And wow. everything that opposes him. Yeah. So we need to have that. We have that cohesion when we spend time in his presence. We're more affected by him the closer mm-hmm. we are to him and each other in unity. I hope that made sense. Perfect but it was just kind of like beautiful this, picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we need to be vaccinated by yeah. the spirit of the love. spirit of exactly. <laughs> but, but, but the, by the Holy love. spirit in us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All of the things of him, the fruits of the spirit yeah. need to be vaccinated. So with. Yeah. No matter what we're experiencing in this whole turbulent time or no matter what we believe, then it won't shake us. Right. We need to, be able to stand and not be tossed to and fro and have this disunity among us. We can remain strong and we can remain yeah. in truth and in love. We will not be led astray. Yeah. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful picture. Wow. Um, and so then the things of him will flow from him and lead us into deeper yeah. intimacy and revelation with him and greater anointing yeah. in our yeah. giftings. Yep. So it's, it's just, it just gets better and better and better. Yeah. So we are, then we're, get, we move into maturity. That's, That's right. what this is all, you know. Um, but we want to, well, we know it's time to go and we hate that because we could just uh, keep no, going on and on about this, yeah. but we want to so leave you with a few questions. It. And one of the questions is, do you know what gifts that you have been graced with? Mm, what are those gifts you have? And then how are you allowing him to develop them in you? And are you allowing them to flow through you from him? Yeah. Mm. So the last question is, do you see your gifts functioning as a contribution to the body, to the oneness of us in Christ and the body being built up and made mature in love? You know, what's your part in that? How are Mm. you developing that? Um, just see the visual mm-hmm. of yourself being, a, you know, an important, valuable contribution to the body of Christ. That you're functioning, that God has gifts, even if you don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. Just picture yourself in that capacity, that you have mm-hmm. the capacity to minister to others. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not just in the body of Christ too, but in your sphere of influence. That's it. 
And just allow yourself to feel the truth of that, embody that and practice because it's building a new spiritual muscle in your, and creating that fuel that we need for motivation to do it. So, and then all the while you're becoming beautiful, you're becoming whole, you're becoming complete and in harmony with him. Yeah. And all of it just gets better and better and better from there. So, all right. Well, Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We will see you on the next episode. And glad you joined us today of the Unveiling Podcast. Yes. We'll see you next time. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. We're so glad you tuned into this episode of the Unveiling Podcast. We look forward to continuing our journey together as we unveil the mysteries of God's presence, power, and purpose so we can live free and full. And please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. And if you glean wisdom today, share it with a friend or loved one. Also, write us a review on iTunes, and we'll see you on the next episode.